You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. And we are coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. When you need cash out of your home in a simple way to get it, Rocket can. Happy Monday night to you. It's a good Monday night. Unless you're a Saints fan. Because right now the pain is still going on and it's soon to be done. 27 to 13. The Ravens currently lead the Saints in New Orleans. Give it some time. About three minutes or so left in the game. It's going to be over soon. Don't worry about it. Baltimore will improve to 6-3. and three. The Saints will fall to 3-6. and six. And, um, yeah, the Saints going to have to still look for a quarterback. Welcome to the rest of the NFL world. You don't got a quarterback, you're going to suffer. Ask Frank Reich. He's been looking for a quarterback since that Andrew Luck guy decided to retire. And now Jeff Saturday is the new head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. When you lose, changes are coming. Jeff Saturday has that new job, and he even talked about getting it. I mean, he asked, or he was asked in his press conference earlier today, he's like, hey, man, when did you find out that you were a candidate for this job? This is what Jeff Saturday had to say. Yeah, shock would be an understatement, right? Shock would be an understatement. So, uh yeah, we, we had the conversation, and it, it escalated quickly. He, he asked me, um, my wife Karen, and, and you know, he said, hey, will you go have a conversation with your wife and make sure that you know, she's on board? Oh, he had to get permission. Good for him. Happy wife, happy life. And I know he's the interim head coach, but let's be real. Jeff Saturday is more than likely, unless this is a complete disaster, he's going to be the head coach next year. And then it's a shame, or shame, how about it's both? It's a shame and a sham that the Indianapolis Colts are still going to have to interview minority candidates before they just hand the job over to Jeff Saturday. The NFL actually addressed this issue today, the Rooney Rule, knowing that Jeff Saturday has no experience. Uh, They addressed the fact that there is no Rooney Rule for in-season hires, especially for an interim tag. When we get to the offseason, that will have to be the case. And Jim Ursay is going to be doing nothing but going out there and checking the box. And I hope he has a little bit more sense than how he described the silver lining here. Uh, This is very odd. Listen. We're the fourth winningest franchise in the league since 2000. All right, that means... In the upper quartile of winners, we're in the top quartile of that upper quartile. You know what we have to do, Shep? 
we have to find Nick Sirianni's opening press conference and then we have to line that up side by side with Jim Irsay. And we have to listen to who sounds more just off the wall. We can figure, we can get that done tonight. Yeah, let's let's do that. Deal. Cause that is that is absolutely hilarious. And so we opened up the first hour of the show looking at some of the the losers here. The Indianapolis Colts. Losers. Sorry. Aaron Rodgers. Loser. The man is, is now 3-6 and six with the Green Bay Packers. He has no help. And he's just out here suffering. MVP this, MVP that. And now he might as well be throwing a football to me. They lose to the Lions. 15-9. Three interceptions. This, is, this isn't a situation that will improve. The Minnesota Vikings with a comeback victory against the Washington Commanders. They sit atop the NFC North. And the Packers at this point in time, unless they go on some type of miraculous run and the Vikings go out there and just crap the bed, man, it might be tough for the the Packers to get a wild card spot. But this is still the NFC. Not as strong as it used to be. Tom Brady with another comeback, the 55th game-winning drive of his career. And he avoids the toilet or going deeper into it as the Bucs. Uh, they beat the Rams the first time Brady's done that. And so, yeah, a lot of losers over the weekend. But l- let's show some love. How about this? To some winners. Right here in Georgia, right down the road from me in Athens, it was a rainy Saturday afternoon. And the Bulldogs, they put Tennessee to bed, 27-13. to 13. It seemed from the get-go while that game was on that the Bulldogs, they were in control. Tennessee used to just going out there and dropping 30 points like it's nothing, and they ran into the Bulldogs' defense. And so Georgia, numero uno, no surprise there. Winners, champions, good for them. On the other end, we had a matchup last night, and oh yeah, by the way, we saw a winner, the Kansas City Chiefs. It took them overtime, and, and God bless the Titans. Everybody on the Titans' defense deserves a raise because we know that offense couldn't do a damn thing. They had no passing game. Even Derrick Henry, this man is still able to go out there and and, and muster 115 yards and two touchdowns, and everybody knows that they can't throw the rock. And so the game goes into overtime. The Chiefs still win. This is also a great time to remind you, Orlando Brown Jr., Left tackle, starting left tackle, three-time Pro Bowl tackle for the Kansas City Chiefs. He's going to join us in about 15 minutes. And I'm going to ask him about last night's game. And I want to understand the differences between Lamar and, you know, pass protecting, obviously, uh, for Patrick Mahomes. There's a lot I want to get into. He's also doing some amazing things uh, in the community, especially when it comes down to health. You might remember His dad played in the NFL. And so there's an interesting tie-in there. Orlando Brown Jr., good for him winning the game last night. He's going to join us in about 15 minutes. And then, of course, congratulations to another set of winners, the Houston Astros. Dusty Baker finally getting over the hump, winning that championship as a manager. Already has one as a player with the Dodgers in the early 80s. And now he can... 
he can kind of boast. They had that parade today on the west side of downtown in Houston. A big shout-out to all my friends listening on a loop. Good for them. Good for the Astros. Bunch of winners. No garbage cans this year. Good. Let's get to some of your calls before we talk to Orlando Brown Jr. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. Ike is calling from Indianapolis. You're on the JR Sport Brief Show. How you doing this evening, sir? I'm very well. What's up? Long-term coach fan ever since they came here on the Mayflower. And the thing about hearsay that I got all in the sand, he's a great owner. Great owner. Look at our record since he took over after his dad, you know, passed away. And uh, he's been great. Got a new got a new stadium with a roof that you can open and close. And here's the thing I don't understand. Ever since uh, Peyton Manning retired, our offensive line hadn't been able to pass the tech very well. He's always able to run block, so therefore we could get by. So this year, three guys left after last year, and now we can't do either. And if you can't do that, you're not going to win no games. Irsay understood it. He didn't want Frank Wright's record to get no worse because he's got a winning record, so he went on to let him go. And Is that why? He's taking the bullet. He's taking the bullet for everybody else because they know that he's a team player. He was a center oh, on the okay. team. Okay. So people are going to accept him. We know we're not going to win for the rest of this year. We've got to rebuild our offensive line. Here's one point that you, I want to make that I want to clear up. As far as minority hiring, we won the Super Bowl. Tony Dungy was our coach. And after he left, we had Jim Caldwell the second time we went to the Super Bowl, and he was our coach. Well, well Ike. Bowl, we, to, we had minority coaches, so I don't Ike. know what you're talking about as far as well, 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 slow, well, well, slow down, Ike. Let me clarify what I'm talking about. My point isn't so much about the Indianapolis Colts. It's about the NFL as a whole, okay? So let me, let me be clear about that since you didn't seem oh, to okay. understand that. Oh, okay. Here, here's two other things. No, 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 no. no. The, the, you should probably ask before you just jump to conclusions. The other two well, things. The, well, you have been listening, but not close enough. The other thing that, that you mentioned is that uh, Jeff Saturday is coming in to take the bullet, and I didn't mention uh, you know, Andrew Luck, the offensive – see, here's the thing, Ike. I understand you're in Indianapolis. These are also things that are very apparent to most of us. Oh, yeah, by the way, Ike, I must tell you, over the years I've had some amazing conversations with Mr. Tony Dungy, so I would think I'm familiar as well. Look, Andrew Luck left and quit because he got beat to a pulp because the man was out there peeing blood, okay? So I think we know why he left. And we can talk about Ursay and his success over the past 20 years here with the Indianapolis Colts. You know, we can pretty much pretty much tie that to one individual who happens to be one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Do you know his name? Yeah, I guess you talk about Peyton, right? Yeah, him. And when you don't have him or you don't have a luck, you fall in line with everybody else. And so I don't want to talk about how great of an owner Jim Ursay's been when you had Peyton Manning for almost 20 years. Almost. Do we got a lot of uh, owners who just go ahead and crap the bed and have talent and know how to ruin it? Yes, we do. But having him doesn't hurt. 
Man is a genius, one of the greatest of all time. We got a final here in New Orleans, and good for them. They deserve this. 27 to 13. The Baltimore Ravens win. They improve their record to six and three. New Orleans falls to three and six. And this was a crap game. Unfortunate. The Baltimore Ravens continue on their run. And the Saints are just like everybody else looking for their quarterback, Sands Drew Brees. 855-212-4CBS. Jeff is calling from Alaska. Hi, hey, I, I wanted to ask with um, Alabama's loss to LSU, does that strengthen or dilute Tennessee's victory over both? And then if by some unknown reason LSU happens to beat Georgia for the SEC championship, Tennessee has beaten the SEC champion. Or is it like Christmas? You don't know until the committee does whatever they're going to do. The committee is dumb as hell. And so me personally, I don't I don't take too much time into going, okay, what is it going to look like over the next four, four or five yeah. weeks? Because, listen, we had people talking about TCU last week. Tennessee was yeah. number one. Most of my folks here in Georgia, most people watch the game say to themselves, okay, Tennessee is number one for now, but what does that mean to Hill of Beans? You know, so I, I presume if you're going to ask me, Georgia will sit at number one through the course of the season. Tennessee will likely stay in the top four. And Alabama, I'm, I'm not so sure. I, I'm, not, I'm not ready to bury uh, Nick Saban. But this is not the same squad. I'll put it to you this way. Nick Saban came, came out of his own mouth last year and said that we are in a rebuilding situation. Okay, that was last year. What's this year? You know, so I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna look too much. I don't think Alabama's gonna get in, and I know there's gonna be a lot of people who'll be thrilled about that. I agree with you on that one. I'm not an Alabama hater, but I'm tired of seeing the same people every year. Yeah, me me either. I'm not an Alabama hater. I'm actually gonna be at at Alabama next week. So I'm I mean I'm I'd be stupid to start talking trash, but just, you gotta call it how you see it, right? 855-212-4CBS. Ryan is here from Baltimore. Hi, good evening, J.I. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. And um, the reason I wanted to call and address a couple of comments um, in your last segment about Aaron Rodgers, and I know, and, and I, you know, I'm a Ravens fan, so let me preface what I'm about to say. Um, it seems like some of the media seems to be kind of reveling in Rogers' struggles this year. And I'm not sure why that is. So I'd like to get, you know, your thoughts on that. Well, I can't speak for the media. I can only speak for myself. So if you have any any comments or take any issue with anything that I said, you can ask me. Yeah. Yeah, okay, that's fair. I Well, it just I feel like, you know, Rogers doesn't have the talent to necessarily get and succeed like other yes. quarterbacks do. Yes, so we know. I just think that, yes, his talent may be declining, but I just think it's not solely, you know, their struggles aren't solely on his Well, I, Well, as I said, I'm not – I can only speak for me. I don't think I ever said that <laughs> the team sucks because of him. Did I say that? Uh, it kind of sounded like you were, you know, no. insinuating that. But no, anyway. 
No, I, you know, I don't. Well, I, I know that not to be the case. I think a, a, a trained ear would know that I absolutely didn't say anything of the type. Um, I have sat here for several weeks and talked about how bad the team is. I actually, if you want to reference what I said in the last segment, do you re- remember me saying that he might as well be playing with me at wide receiver? You remember I said that, right? Yes, I do remember that. Oh, so I was okay. glad you came back and covered yourself a little bit. Cause oh, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Where did I cover? Yeah. No, where did I, co- where did I cover myself? I said the same thing. Okay, I don't – well, maybe I misheard then, so. Oh, okay. Oh, well, there's a, there's a difference. <laughs> Any, anything else that you want to add, Ryan? No, thanks for taking my call. I love your show. Well, thank you so much. Okay, I love him too. Just cover yourself, JR, that's all. I covered myself by saying what? Repeating the same thing I said? <laughs> I literally sat here in the chair and said Aaron Rodgers might as well be throwing the football to me. Just just make sure you cover your tracks, you know? And then the guy calls me and goes, JR, I don't think you're, you're putting too much blame on Aaron Rodgers. Like, did you listen to what I said? <laughs> Here's the thing. People only hear what they want to hear. That's it. People don't listen. They only hear what they want to hear. Take it from someone who actually talks for a living. You'd be surprised. I listen very, very carefully. It's funny how things work. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. We are going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk to an individual who played a football game last night. I know he is tired as hell because the game went into overtime and the Kansas City Chiefs, they came out on top of a defensive-minded, a tough Tennessee Titans squad. We're going to talk to the starting left tackle for the Kansas City Chiefs, a three-time Pro Bowler. His name, Orlando Brown Jr. I'm going to ask him about the victory last night. I'm going to ask him about Mahomes. I'm going to ask him about linemen. Do the linemen get enough love? I'll ask him about Lamar. I'm going to ask him what he's doing in the community, and I'm going to ask him about his dad who was a damn good offensive tackle in the league as well. Orlando Brown Jr. is going to join us on the other side. It's the JR Sport Brief Show, CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. It's the JR Sport Brief show right here with you on CBS Sports Radio. Yes, we've had another full weekend of football, and joining us right now is someone who participated in Sunday Night Football. His team got a victory. He's a three time Pro Bowler. His dad played in the league. He's in the league, moving people on out the way. It's my main man, Orlando Brown Jr. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. I appreciate you having me on. No doubt about it, man. Y'all had a good game last night, a good victory. It took overtime. What did coach tell y'all after that game? Oh, man. I mean, you know, he just said it was a hard, hard, hard fought game. Um, You know, he congratulated, congratulated all of us. Uh, You know, he was real positive at the end, man. You know, obviously it wasn't necessarily pretty, you know, but it's really hard to win games in this league. And that's something that coach Reed noted. No doubt about it. Orlando Brown Jr. here with us, the JR Sport Brief Show, CBS Sports Radio. And I also want to talk about something you're ama- amazing that you're currently doing in the community that has affected you and your family. We're going we're gonna to get there. 
you were yeah. you were busy last night. Sixty-eight yeah. pass attempts <laughs> by, by Pat. Sixty-eight. Yeah. Yeah. When the the day after a game, there was a late game. How are you currently physically feeling? Oh man, I'm physically exhausted. Um, I'm physically exhausted. You know, it's it's different. It's different when you're pass protecting that much, man. Especially against good rushers and a good team like the Tennessee Titans are. Um, just the amount of focus that takes, you know, from your mind and the amount of stress that you're putting on your body in those moments to fight and strain and get that extra shove or extra push, you know what I mean? To make sure Pat's able to have time. And, um, man, I mean, my body, my body is feeling, feeling, <laughs> feeling real beat up right now, but I'll be all right. Well, Orlando, the folks on the offensive line, man, they never, they never get the love. When yeah. something goes wrong, they'll point at you. They'll point at one of your teammates. But when things are going great, nobody says anything. Do you feel offensive linemen are the least unheralded guys in the entire league? Yeah, I definitely do. I definitely feel like the offensive line position isn't necessarily easy for the average fan to understand either. Um, you know, there's a lot of, uh, you could say, unknowns and things that, you know, may not make sense because it's so easy to compare someone to someone else, you know, and, and there's so many different systems in the league and so many different left tackles, left guards, what they ask of the centers and right guards in certain systems uh, that it's really hard to honestly compare guys. And I think that's the problem that we run into with the position is from time to time we're comparing someone that's in a run heavy offense to someone that's in a pass heavy offense or somebody that plays with this type of quarterback that plays with this type of quarterback. You know what I mean? So it's it's kind of, you know, it's one of those things. It's a lot of unknowns with the position that make it really hard for the average fan to truly understand what's going on. Orlando Brown Jr. is here with us, CBS Sports Radio. It, even in your short career, all the success you've had already with three Pro, pro Bowls, you've kind of done it on both sides, from, from starting off with the Ravens, with Lamar and the Rush Heavy, and now you're here with the Chiefs, it's pass heavy, left side, right side. Does it really what does it really matter when you're down there in the trenches? Yeah, man. I mean, you know, as far as like playing different sides, my dad always compared it to boxing. Um, you know, if if you can knock somebody out in a southpaw, you can knock them out and out, you know, in a regular state. So, you know, he always, whenever he, you know, was teaching me left tackle, that's how he taught me. And uh that's how I kind of would compare it. It's very hard to do, obviously, but um, man, it's it's a battle in the trenches regardless of, of the situation and, and the scheme that you're in. I hear that. Orlando, yeah. you mentioned your dad. I remember watching yeah. your, your dad play, man. And and one yeah. of the things that you're, you're doing right now to help out other people is working with a screening program called TrialNet. Talk about how that uh, is something that you're working with, the effect that, that diabetes had with you and your family. Fill us all in on that. Yeah, so, um, you know, I, as you know, my dad passed when I was 15 of uh, ketoacidosis, which is a uh, form of a diabetic coma. Uh, he was at, he was sick at the time and, and not taking or having proper nutrition. And uh, he just ended up going into a diabetic coma. No one was home. And um, he ended up passing shortly after that. But um, and my brother's been a type one diabetic since he was in the fourth grade, fifth grade. So my both of my grandparents on my dad's side were type one diabetics as well. So it just runs in the family and uh trial net gives us the opportunity to kind of prevent it. You know what I mean? To see in certain people's families and certain people's bloodlines, whether or not, you know what I mean? They're susceptible to become a type one diabetic in the future. Well, I hear that, man. I encourage everyone to go ahead and, and check out trial net. When you think about you, you, you have your dad, you, you've had your brother, 
when you think about your own health actively in here in the NFL, you think about your future, your family's future. What steps are you taking to maintain a healthy lifestyle now, but then also into the future after after the game? Yeah, man. I, you know, this year I, I definitely made a, a real big change, a lifestyle change as far as healthy eating, uh, you know, proper nutrition. You know, I feel like this is probably one of the first years of my life where, you know, I've been able to have control of my weight. It hasn't necessarily fluctuated and, and got out of hand. Um, but that's just a testament to, like I said, the lifestyle change, man. Just eating properly, um, you know, trying to not eat too many sweets because that's something obviously in my family that, that you know, I mean, that's that's probably the root of everything. But, uh, you know, just eating proper nutrition, man, all, all of those things, making sure all of that stuff lines up. Orlando Brown Jr. is here with us, the JR Sport Brief Show, CBS Sports Radio. We're talking to a three-time Pro Bowl tackle. What don't people see behind the scenes? That's appreciated. We see you on television. We see the mm -hmm. interviews. We see the the fancy clips. What doesn't mm -hmm. the average fan see about the life of an NFL player? Um, you know, I think at the end of the day, people kind of uh, misconstrued, especially your top guys, especially your your Pat Mahomes, your Lamar Jacksons, you know, your Kyler, these these bigger name people. Um, that you know they are regular people in their everyday lives once they get out of those buildings. And, you know, these are people that do keep up with the news. You know what I mean? These are people that talk to their parents and people in their family and friends. And I think that's the biggest thing that people kind of, it's like this weird disconnect, you know what I mean? Which is understandable because not everyone has the opportunity to be around, you know, an NFL player every day to truly even understand uh, the amount of time, the amount of pressure, the amount of work that goes into a week or a daily basis, you know what I mean? Pat, having to know all of these different plays and schemes and formations and what the other side is doing, what we're doing, so many things. And, you know, on top of that, you know what I mean? His wife is pregnant. He's, you know, he's a regular, you know, he's a, he's going through regular real life things outside of football. And I think as a fan from time to time, those are things that, you know, obviously I understand because like I said, not everybody is around NFL players, but that's something I think that people kind of like look over a little bit. When you talk about fat or fat, when you talk about Pat on the football yeah. field, man, I like to yeah. say he's 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 like Magic Johnson with the football. Oh, yeah. Right? He's just <laughs> throwing passes all over the place. He's he's like yeah. side on and no look passes. What yep. do you see from protecting him or what don't you see? You got to see a lot of it on film, right? Yeah. Yeah. I see a lot of it on film, man. Like even yesterday, just some of the crazy stuff that he's doing um, in the pocket, you know, what I mean, throwing off different different bases and different areas and he's falling and throwing dimes to Travis, you know, he's, he's special, man. Like Pat's really one of a kind and what he can do with his arm. And I think kind of one thing that goes unnoticed for him a little bit, obviously from the outside is his leadership, man. I would compare his leadership to like a Michael Jordan S type of person. You know what I mean? He's going to push everybody in that room. He's going to push everybody on the field with him. He's got the ability to elevate your game. And I think that's something that speaks very highly to him and, and how he was raised and how he's, uh, attack sports and how competitive he is. Orlando Brown Jr. is here with us, the JR Sport Brief Show on CBS Sports Radio. What don't people know about you? Yeah. <laughs> um, man, that's interesting. Uh, that's a good question. Um, gosh, you know, like, I uh, I don't even know how to necessarily answer it. What people don't know about me. Um off the field, man, I'm very calm, cool, and collected. You know, I love football. Um, I actually enjoy watching tennis. Um, I'm a dad. 
Uh, I love, I love being a dad. Um, gosh, uh, that's really it, man. Like right now, uh, I don't really, <laughs> that's a good question. You kind of trip me up with that one. Hey, and listen, man, it's JR Sport Be Show, a little bit different than your run of the mill people asking you the same things every single day. Yeah, Orlando yeah. Brown Jr. is here with us. <laughs> it's still a trip, man. I, I used to watch your dad play. Now I'm watching you play. What is the biggest lesson that he taught you that you you apply just to general everyday life? Um, man, uh, you know his. A saying that he always would say is everything happens for a reason and, you know, move by faith. And so, uh, so many times in my life, uh, those situations have come up, whether that be going to the University of Oklahoma. I had never taken a visit to Oklahoma. None of the coaches had seen me. You know, I just lost my scholarship to Tennessee because they didn't think I was going to graduate high school or qualify for Division One. Um, and, you know, my head coach from high, in high school asked me, you know, where do you want to go to school? And, you know, I told him my dad had already passed at that time, two years and three years. And uh, I told him straight, I was just like, look, I, I've never been to Oklahoma, but I know that they put guys in the NFL. And I know that's somewhere that he spoke about. And, you know, I, I will, if they offered me, I'd go. And sure enough, they offered me, I went. You know what I mean? Similar situations pop up uh, after my third year in Baltimore. You know, the opportunity to play left tackle in this league was uh, one of the goals that I set with him and one of the goals that I set for myself as a young child. And, you know, that, that window opened for me that year. Um, and, you know, I just, I moved by faith, man, requesting, requesting a trade out of somewhere. I was very comfortable, very happy, uh, you know, to be a part of that tradition and, and basically, you know, a homegrown Baltimore Raven. And, um, you know, it was very hard for me to make that decision, but, you know, he would always say everything happens for a reason. And I got the opportunity to do that. My dreams presented itself. And, um, yeah, I mean, those are just some of the examples I had. No, that's a, that's, a, that's a beautiful lesson to learn. Orlando Brown yeah. Jr. here with us, CBS Sports Radio. As we start to wrap things up, you know, you, you mentioned school. When I watched the broadcast last night, it was a different university that you mentioned. Easy you know, Money University. <laughs> what, what's, what's Easy Money University? Educate us, man. People yeah. are like, what is that? Yeah, so, man, so it's so funny. Um, we were playing the Dallas Cowboys. Um on a Wednesday night, I think in 2020, I was playing for the Ravens and we kind of scored that go ahead touchdown. And I don't even know where it came from, man. Like I just straight up went into the camera, easy money, easy money. And so, uh, you know, kind of from there, I know Terrell Suggs had that boss, boss so hard university uh, playing for the Ravens. So it just kind of, kind of like easy money university, you know what I mean? Just being silly. I feel like there's a an SNL a skit on its way, Easy Money yeah. University, something like yeah. that. Man, you're, <laughs> you're doing so much for the team. You're doing so much for the community. Tell everybody one more time where they can find out more information about Tronet. There are people listening to us right now all over the country who know someone with diabetes. They might be diabetic. It, drop that information one more time. Yeah, man. So Tronet, uh, you know, I'm right now I've been working – uh, with uh, Children's Mercy Hospital here in Kansas City, uh, who's kind of been stringing everything together, uh, even from a national sense. So reaching out to Trionet through through them. They're also on Instagram uh, if you want to get a hold of them as well. I love it, man. I appreciate it. Don't don't work too hard. Uh, thank you for talking to me the day after a win, and I know you would have still <laughs> came through if y'all lost. So I appreciate you, Orlando. Absolutely, man. I appreciate you, JR. Thank you. No doubt. Good luck the rest of the season. Uh, keep Mahomes upright and just move people out the way, okay?
Yes, sir. Thank you, my main man, Orlando Brown Jr. Everybody, make sure you go to trialnet.org. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, JR, man, this is going to be cliche as a mug, but a uh, long time, long time listener, first time caller, man, and I appreciate your show big time. You have so much insight. I just want to give you props on that. Call in now at 855 212 4CBS. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. Thank you oh so much. Once again, to Orlando Brown Jr., left tackle for the Kansas City Chiefs, holding it down to protect uh, Patrick Mahomes. I appreciate him for taking some time. The day after a big win where he's busted up, he's feeling hurt, he's tired, I appreciate him coming through and just uh, giving his perspective. Life in the NFL, spent some time talking about his dad, uh, was helping to promote uh, health screening, so I, I really appreciate uh, him for swinging on by. If you ever miss a minute, if you ever miss a second of the JR Sport Brief Show, all you have to do, you listen on the free Odyssey app, then you can go ahead and hit rewind. You can follow me at JR Sport Brief, the number here at CBS Sports Radio. It is 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. It's Monday night. Monday night football, the game is over, and thank God that it is because it was pretty much a laugher. The Baltimore Ravens come out on top in New Orleans against the Saints. The final score is 27-13. to 13. Lamar Jackson, it's just a normal night for him. Rushes for 82 yards, passes for 133. The Ravens collectively rush for 188 yards, And Andy Dalton was running for his life. He was sacked a total of four times. And one of the dudes who got the majority of those sacks, I hate these stupid half sacks, is Justin Houston. He had two and a half sacks. He had an interception. And this was real simple. If you didn't see the game or hear it, good for you. You didn't miss nothing. The Ravens dominated on the ground. The Ravens defense dominated. And that was pretty much all she wrote. And so after the game, Justin Houston, who is about to turn 34 years old. You might know him the majority of his career with Kansas City, past few seasons in Indianapolis with the Colts, just connected last year starting with the Baltimore Ravens. He actually talked after the game, one of the best games that he's had over the past several years, and he really said he thought about quitting. Listen to this. I was actually thinking about retiring, and I just – me and my wife took a vacation, and I, I turned my phone off, and, I, and we was there for like three or four days. And I just prayed, and I just prayed, and I prayed. And I heard God, I literally heard God say, give me all of you, and I will give you your desires. And I told my wife, I said, listen, I'm going to be all in this season. And the things that's happening on the field, like, I can't even explain. I don't even know what I'm doing some of these times. <laughs> Until, like, I come out the field, and God's like, you just, you just did this, you just did that. And so I just think it's amazing how God working through me right now. Oh. 
Hey, Chef, I'm trying my best. It's going to take me about one more week where I don't hear someone reference their wife <laughs> in, like, the NFL space and not automatically think about Tom Brady. Am I, the, am I a jerk for thinking that? I probably am a jerk, right? No, no I mean, you know what? I, I was hoping because, listen, everyone knows JR has been very – and I, I, I think this is – I think I'm being objective here. Sure. You've been harsh towards Tom Brady because most people want to see how far this guy can push the proverbial standard that we are accustomed to seeing from pro athletes, which is when you get to age 40 – you are right. far from removed from your apex. And Brady has proven to be the opposite of that. And I thought maybe this weekend would finally get JR back on the Brady bandwagon, saying, you know what, Brady, you play for as long as you damn well please. Well, he can. It ain't got nothing to do with me. Yeah, but you have so often said, Brady, it's time for you to quit. Hang him up. I'm tired of seeing you out there. Oh, I didn't tell him to go quit. I'm tired of seeing him. Right. That's the same thing. Uh, not, not really. I'm uh, as a, as a human interest story, right? Like I'm, I'm interested to see how, how much longer he can and will play, but that doesn't mean that I'm not sick of the guy. Uh, what? Okay. But I don't, I don't understand that because why, why are you sick? And correct me if I'm, I know you're not a, the, the biggest movie person, but are, right. are, are you sick when a, a new great feature film comes out with Denzel Washington? I can't remember the last movie I saw with Denzel. I can't answer. Okay, maybe that's a bad example. Okay. I like Ricochet. All right. All right. Okay, what about Training uh, Day? Training Day. Great movie. Okay, everyone knows it's you 20 were 20 years ago now, right? right? That's fair. But you are an aficionado when it comes to music. If, if when I know Jay-Z's had uh, many retirements, but if he does uh-huh. come out with a new album, are you going to be of the mindset of Jay-Z, you had your time in the sun, it's time for the next young buck, or are you going to be genuinely excited to see what this artist comes out with next? Oh, no. I'll listen to Jay-Z because the, the younger guys who come out is garbage. Well, Most of it. Well, JR, Tom, Tom Brady was 44 years old, finishing up, you know, runner-up in the MVP voting. Should have been the, the number one guy yeah, in that voting, might I add. He's, and a, he's still one of the top ha- – he is still – JR, am I, am, I, am I wrong on this? That drive he had with no timeouts – and I want to say 40 seconds left on the clock with a banged-up Godwin, a banged-up Evans. How Let's many quarterbacks down. can pull that off? Let's slow down here. Okay. I've, I have not – I have never denied how, how awesome the guy is. But you're tired of watching him. I've never – yeah, sure. I've never said anything about his talent level. Right now, I, I can – if I wanted to, I can sit here and give you a pitch on how great he is right now. If I wanted to. Because it's it's still accurate. He has the best touchdown INT ratio in the entire NFL. He can still play. That doesn't have anything to do with me just ready to, to see him move on. Nothing. It's a personal preference. It has nothing to do with his his style or his level of play, which is still in the, the, the top tier of quarterbacks. I'm just ready to see new guys. Ain't nothing wrong with that. I I understand. I understand that, but don't you? But on, on from a human no. interest story, you are yeah. genuinely curious of what he is going to do and pull oh, off. But I will. We, I'm witnessing yeah. it right now. Right. Yeah. I just find that hard to believe because you do strike me as someone that does appreciate true greatness and greatness you cannot quantify I, I nor do. put a time frame on. I do. I do appreciate what he's doing. That just doesn't mean Brady's. that I'm not sick of him. Got it. What's that? Uh, how both can be true. 
he's still playing. God bless him. Every time I see him, I go, damn, this guy's old, and he's still whooping ass. So, JR, so if Pujols, now let's say Pujols in three months from now has right. a change of heart and says, you know what, I had a second half of August to September unlike no other, and my God, can I still hit the fastball? Would you have an issue if he came back? An issue? Yeah. I don't have an I don't have an issue with Tom Brady okay, playing now. Would you be Would you get tired of watching Alfred Pujols specifically against lefty no, pitchers? No, because it's not it's not the same. Albert Pujols hasn't gotten the same type of exposure over the past twenty years that Tom Brady has. That's his fault. He took the he took more money going to L.A. No, and, and, not, look what, and look what happened. No, and and, and you know what? And he didn't he didn't win a World Series for ten years. No, but it's not the money. It's it's the sport. I mean, come on now. Baseball, you play 162 games. You're there every day. Football, you play 16, now 17. No one has won. No one has been at the apex the way that Tom Brady has in sports uh, over the past, I don't know, obviously 20, 25 years. Prior to, I would say, probably uh, Michael Jordan, LeBron, and then you have Tom Brady. And then you could throw Derek Jeter in that mix. I was thinking him too. That's a good that's a good call. Sure. Yep. But so I mean Albert Pujols isn't in the same stratosphere. You know, so Tom Brady, I'm just I'm ready for him to go away. That's it. So, it has nothing to do with his talent okay. level. It has nothing to do with not appreciating him. None of that that happens to be accurate. We feel this way about the guy who's two and seven right now in Tinseltown? Oh LeBron? You damn right, LeBron. No, not 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 yet. I mean, we've seen twenty uh, years, basically twenty to twenty, essentially, because Brady was absent a whole year because of the injury, and he was a backup his first year. Right. And we're talking really the same amount of time in the league. Nah, I'm not. I'm not tired of, of of LeBron James yet. He's suffering in a different way. I'm more interested to see how long he's going to suffer with this Los Angeles Lakers team, because there's a there's an easier turnaround in basketball. Okay, Tom Brady has hit the apex. LeBron James is still trying to show people that there's a different type of apex. And so that is more interesting to me. It's the JR Sport Re Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. Someone who is still trying to reach the apex is Lamar Jackson. We're going to talk about this victory tonight. We're going to talk to you here on CBS Sports Radio. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.